uh, hear the God's holy, inspired, and infallible word, the word of God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness and called night. And it was evening and it was morning the first day. God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. And let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the, uh, the expanse heaven. Or sky. And it was evening, and it was morning, the sixth day. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth. And the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation. Plants yielding seed and fruit, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. It was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its own kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. Then God said, Let there be light in the expanse of the heaven to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be light in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures, and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. I fill the waters and the sea and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creeping things, beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps in the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. 
And God said, Behold, I've given you every green uh, plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I've given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And it was evening, and it was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God had rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Uh, the grass withers and the flower fades, uh, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Genesis is a, is a book of beginnings. Right, take, us, take us back to the beginning to get us uh, started off right with the right perspective. Um, when you, when you, if you start things off in the, in the right way, it goes a long way from there. So it's getting us started off uh, right with the right uh, view of God, uh, with the right view of ourselves, uh, and with a view of the relationship that, that we get to have uh, with this God. So however many times you may have heard uh, this account or read this uh, in Genesis, it, it opens with just this amazing account, like a mind-boggling uh, thing to think about. And in fact, everything that we've experienced in all the world of the whole universe of anything that we've known, God brought it about. At the beginning, God was there that he spoke and he brought it into existence. Uh, all that we are, everyone that we've known, every every history thing that we've read about. I mean, I just saw today something about like the um, Hubble Space Telescope checking out more things and like a hundred billion planets like in our uh, galaxy or something like that. And someone linked it on Facebook. I thought it was interesting. Um, man, it goes back to here. Um, it's this mind-blowing account of this awesome uh, God and the, the glory of this God who who starts with nothing and makes this glorious thing out of it. Uh, it brings us to the picture of this God who's, who's able to make something out of nothing. Uh, Hebrews describes it a little bit later that, that he made uh, what is seen out of the things that are not seen. Uh, starts with, with nothing. And, and this God, the scripture is saying to us in this passage, is saying, this God gets to be our God. God that made all this. This God that made us gets to be one that we get to have a relationship with, even a, even a close relationship with. A relationship of love and enjoyment. Um, right, that's, that, that's good news that there's a God who makes something out of nothing and, and that we get to relate to him because um, sometimes I feel like I've got nothing. Um, nothing to give, nothing to offer. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I am nothing. I'm, I'm worth nothing. Um, God, God takes whatever all that lack is that we feel and he's able to bring uh, everything out of it, right? All of this, right? I don't know what words, but the universe, right? He's able to bring out of out of nothing. Um, and what are we afraid that he's not able to 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 do out of us and with us and, and caring for us? Uh, but I want you to get as you, you read this picture, right? It's not a it's not kind of a small picture of a trivial God that you can just kind of you know, tinker with as your hobby to kind of talk about and think about what, what God's like and what maybe we're like and what, what, what things happen at the beginning and where things are really, really going, just kind of a, kind of a hobby. Um, it, 
powerful God wants to be trifled with, but we get to that we get to relate to the one who's the it's a it's a meeting your maker thing, right? Um, and and that's constantly what's offered to us in in God's word. As we as we go into this passage a little bit, I want to encourage you just to to kind of ask yourself. Um, Pastor is speaking about these things. What do you think about yourself? Uh, however, that is things, and those New Year's resolutions that you're making. Maybe that's things that you want to be working. Maybe it's just who you are, how you relate. What do you think about yourself? What do you think about yourself? What do you what do you think about God? There is a God. You think there's not a God? You think He's God of the Bible? You think He's something else? What do you think about God? Um, what do you think about the beginning? That's where this passage is taking us. You may think a lot of the same things as passages or different things, uh, but what do you think about yourself, about God, about the beginning? And then, and then how does this passage challenge that? Um, maybe, it, maybe it's similar, but it brings it out a whole lot deeper and richer and fuller than you've seen it. Um, maybe it's kind of putting up a different thing in, in some areas. Notice that. Ask questions about it. Weigh that out. Um, what, do you, what do you see here? Um, how does the passage um, speak into it? How does the passage uh, affect how we view ourselves, God, at uh, the beginning? Uh, we'll look at it in kind of three different parts, not along those questions, but just uh, different ways kind of following through uh, the text. <clears throat> and uh, the first one I want to see is, is that this God who makes something out of nothing, uh, the first thing we see him doing is, is entering the mess. Right, I'm, I'm using mess to talk about uh, the, the, the pre-created state, if you want to say it that way. The, the grammar in, in verse 2, the, like Genesis 1, one's kind of, it's the title, it's the heading for, this is what's happening, this is what you're being told about, that in the beginning God created the universe, the heavens and the earth. And in Genesis 2, the grammar of it is saying, now here's, here's the state of it, before that's happened, here's the difficulties, the problem, it's the, it's the mess of it all. Uh, it's the formlessness and the void, it's the, di- it's the deep darkness and the chaotic uh, waters that are that state. It's the mess. And God enters into that mess and creates something incredible um, out of nothing. Um, I'm pretty familiar with mess. Right, if, you, uh, if you come over to my study sometime, uh, every once in a while I clean my study. It looks kind of nice for maybe the rest of that day or, or a few hours or something. Sometimes maybe it's in decent shape right now, but it could be better. I, I haven't seen it when it was looking, looking pretty rough. Uh, one point, papers all over, books like stacked up on the floor. Um, <clears throat> Our house gets uh, gets messy sometimes. We you know bring in um, man like after uh, after after Christmas. We came back from Christmas, man. It was it was, it was rough. It was actually because one like I didn't you know we didn't like clean the house fully before we left, and then you come back. We're like out in Texas seeing relatives, and you get like presents and all. So we like come back and like unload everything all through the house. We don't know like where these new presents go and boxes or, or whatever, and. Uh, Man, we're still like we're still trying to get that under control, right? Familiar with mess, and, and there's this kind of question when you're with, with like your house or your apartment like that. There's this thing of like, who are you gonna? Who do you trust enough to let them in on that, right? Because um, that's not really like the face you want to put forward. It's not the impression you want people to have. You want well, things to look good and be in the place they need to, and you know the the right books out on the coffee table for people to see or, or you know whatever things. Um, I'm familiar if um if if all of a sudden you found out that after RUF or after RUF and after Moe's, like your parents have been excited to come up here and see you after you know the semester got started, so they're going to surprise you and you get home. They're going to be waiting at your apartment. 
Way to your dorm room, right? To be able to like, you know, just because they love you and they want to be with you, right? And they go spend time a little bit there. Um, maybe some of your rooms in perfect order. You're like, wonderful. I would get time with my parents or you can go to things. But, um, but, the, uh, uh, but a lot of times it's like, oh, like you want to be able to get in first and straighten a few things up. And no, mom, I didn't leave laundry out for the whole time that I've been up here so far. I've, I've done it three times. Um, right, there's this kind, of, this kind of worry about like, who, who are we going to allow to bring in at home? Um, are a lot more than just like the state of your house or your apartment or your dorm room or whatever. Um, and a lot of times our lives are a mess. That's the way we describe it. Right? Maybe this semester already feels like it's going to be a mess. You started looking at the syllabi that were there and when the tests were coming in or um, friendships are already wrecked or gossip that you heard someone saying about you last semester has come back around to you and that's a mess. Um, Sometimes we don't know what to do with ourselves or what our future is or, or, or what's going on with any of it. Um, there's, there's a mess that we're familiar with. What you see from the beginning is creation that, that God just God enters right into the mess. And he enters into the mess and he takes it and he makes something glorious out of it. Um, this is who God is. He's the creator. He's our maker. This is, this is what he does. Uh, look at the way it's described uh, in verse 2. The earth was uh, without form and void... And darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Um, there's different ways you can look at this. I take the, I take the view that this is, um, uh, philosophically, this is talking about that which is not. Right? How do you actually talk about that which is not? By you predicate its existence to say that it doesn't exist, and that doesn't really work. So it's a whole like, problem. Of but I think it's, just, it, it's saying that God made it out of nothing, but it's given a, a poetic description to that nothingness. Right, non-existence isn't just like something like, oh, there's existence, and then not. It's describing like the, the weight of it, the feel of it, the emotion of it. Um, I put, it put it this way. Uh, right, there's, uh, uh, darkness was over the face, face of the deep, uh, fear of God over, over the waters. Um, uh, imagine yourself in the middle of deep waters, uh, surrounded by waters uh, in, in deep, deep black darkness. Eyes can't see anything. Uh, your, your ears can't hear anything. You have nothing to nothing to grab onto. Uh, no air to take in. Nothing to, to plant your foot on to, to push out against. Right? That's the description that is that is given to us there of what things were like. Uh, sometimes these words, uh, formlessness and void, sometimes it's uh, translated uh, desolate and deserted. The idea of it, in whichever way you look at it, is this. Completely inhospitable to life, uninhabitable. Uh, it, it's a wasteland. At the time that those words are used, uh, use that word. It's a dangerous, uh, chaotic, um, unformed and unfilled um, uh, state before God comes and enters into it. And all that uh, changes because what you see, uh, the formlessness and void, uh, the darkness of the face of the deep, and the, what's happening with the waters. Spirit of God is there. The Spirit of God is hovering over. He's entered into the mess to do something with it, to create something glorious uh, out of it. The Spirit of God uh, hovering over the waters. This is this is God as Creator. Um, and uh, and this is bring this in. This is this is what God is still doing in the gospel, not recreating the the world in this way. But it still talks still talks about in Christ the gospel being that we're we're made new creations. You go back to Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Uh, so it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. 
made from whatever all things, made new, uh, made after the image of Christ uh, in God, by His Word, by His Spirit. Um, so, the, so the mess that we feel that our lives are at times, that we're experiencing, we get, God's able to, in His Spirit, uh, in the Gospel, be making that new, creating something glorious uh, out of it. Um, I know, I know we, we feel that mess sometimes. Are you willing to, are you, are you asking God to enter into that mess? Are you trying to say, no, I want to get things right and straight and the right books, books on the, on, on the uh, coffee table? Are you saying, I can't see anything or hear anything, I don't know which way is up, come enter into it and rescue me? Uh, this is a God who enters into the mess and makes something glorious uh, out of nothing, out of our mess. He enters the mess, and, and then what we see him doing is, is creating uh, for the best. I'm trying to give you all like a little bit of a, a verbal rhyming cues you can remember. So later in the week, you'll be like, oh, I remember those three points exactly. I enter into the mess, and then the, the main set of, uh, of the uh, rest of the six days of creation, uh, from verse 3 to verse 31, uh, creating uh, for the best. Uh, what God does is, is amazing, and it's, and it's incredibly good. Uh, it's incredibly good, especially for us. Right, six times God uses, you heard as we're reading it there, and it was good. And God, God saw it, and it was good. Six times he says it was good, it was good, it was it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. Uh, and the seventh time he says, it was very good. It was very good once God had created humanity, male and female in his image, uh, to be placed in it, to be, uh, to be living in it and ruling uh, for him uh, within it. Uh, it's especially to our benefit uh, that, he's, uh, that he's created all this and created us. Um, so I mainly want to focus on, on not thought of relationship with God in it, but to say, say a few things of just some of the things that we see of God's creating some awesome stuff. Um, but like, how does God create all this stuff? How, how, does, how does God bring it about? In, in each case of the text, like what it says is, and God said, and God said, and God said. He, he spoke. And you're like, dude, let there be light. It was darkness, like deep, dark, watery emptiness. He said, let there be light, and there's light shining. Um, he, he speaks, and it, and it happens, right? Like, um, you know, Harry Potter, he's, but he's got, Harry Potter's got to have the wand. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to have the wand and, like, pronounce it the right way and get it just right, and, like, and then, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, right? And he's got to get it just right, got to have the wand. And, uh, but there's something magical in it, Right? right. This, this is a far cry from that because it's far above and beyond it. Um, but there's, I want to say, a magic, God's word is powerful. Um, it, it affects, what, when he says it, 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 it brings it about. Uh, later in Hebrews it says, uh, the word is living and active. Sharpening to a shore. It, it, it's, his, it's his living, powerful word. It does something. It accomplishes uh, things. It accomplishes things uh, in us. Um, it's still true. And this is why we spend time, like, reading the Bible and talking about it in our guys. And you may, you may believe these things, but, but this word, this is God's word, and it's, it's doing something. It's doing something to you right now. It may be encouraging you. It may be showing you a Christ. maybe convicting you of sin. maybe making you frustrated. maybe making you angry. maybe making you exposed. maybe bringing out joy in your life. Uh, it's living and active. God is speaking, and his word is accomplishing things. 
it accomplished everything you've ever experienced. Uh, it has its origin in God's uh, speaking, which is a focus on Christ himself, which all God's speaking is centered on, uh, it turns us toward uh, Jesus, his son. Right? In the beginning, God created, in the beginning was the word, John 1. The word was God, and the word was with God in the beginning. And all things were created through him. Jesus, the Word, who became flesh, who lived among us, uh, and we've seen His glory. Um, the, the, the Word, we, we have it more clearly felt before us what God is speaking about, and all this glorious creation, the amazingness that He brings out, it's for our good in Jesus. The Scripture is teaching us about that the world is, is proclaiming uh, to us. Um, God's Word, powerful, life-giving, changing, focused on, on Christ for us. Um, and in this kind of powerful way, even from the beginning. Um, uh, another thing is to, to bring out from the text. There's too many things I actually like to bring about, to ask me questions other times. So. Um, but, but I want you to see this as like a, a, it's like a literary masterpiece. When you start looking into this text, and like the way it's all uh, put together, um, the, uh, right, the six days of creation are put together in, uh, in two, sets of, uh, two sets of threes, right? The first three days and then the second three days. Um, and they're, they're paralleling one another, so things go along with it. It goes back to this, like, formlessness and void, right? It's like this, the first day, uh, light, uh, second day, uh, second day, the, the heavens, the sky, uh, third day, uh, uh, brings out the two, two parts of the third day, right, brings out the, uh, the dry land appears and causes it to, uh, uh, to, to bring out uh, vegetation, right? First three days, second three days, kind of, kind of parallel that, but on another side. Um, uh, what... So there was light brought out, and now on the fourth day, um, the sun, moon, and the stars that are, that are giving that light are created in the sky, right? And placed in, placed in the sky. Um, the, uh, uh, where, the, where the waters were, waters were described, or the, the sky was described, and the waters separated, right? That's been seas in the, in the third day as well. But um, the, uh, the skies are filled with the birds, and the uh, waters are filled with the fish, all kind of water animals, right? And then the, uh, the, the sixth day, paralleling the uh, third day, when the land was, dry land appeared and the um, uh, vegetation was, uh, was shown there, um, the, uh, um, all the different land creatures were there, and God, again, two things on it, God created humanity. Uh, not just like, ooh, look, you peel. What was the thing back in, back in verse 2? It was, it was formless and it was void. It, was, it, was, uh, it had no, had no uh, substance to it and it had nothing in it. Completely inhospitable to life. So in the so in the first three days, he's he's uh, if you will, he's given it his, the form that it needs. He's making it hospitable to life. There's this light now. The waters are waters are separated. There's this dry ground, even even food for that life. Uh, and then in the and then in the other part, he's he's formless now. It's the void. It was empty, and now he's filling it. And that's the way, like, there's two of these commands to be fruitful, or even with the vegetation, it's to, to have their, uh, their seed in it. There's going to be this continually multiplying from it, uh, from, from God's fullness. The creation he creates is full and, and going on with this. Um, it, uh, uh, it, it's, it's rectifying that formlessness and void and now giving it a beautiful shape and glorious fullness. Right according to, according to God's design. Um, the, the worries from the mess have been and completely reshaped, reformed, uh, created as this, this glorious uh, thing that we talked about as our, our existence. Um, and the, the climax of it, the high point of it, is, uh, is, is the creation of humanity. It's male and female. 
uh, in the in the image of God uh, and blessed and talked about as, as ruling that way, that we have a a special relationship and a special role. It's the climax of the it's the climax of the whole account of of, uh, of creation. That God makes humanity alone in His image. Uh, just for fun here, guys aren't just in His image. Girls aren't just in His image, right? Male and female, and this full equality of full. If guys aren't well enough alone, fully expressing God's image without female expressing God's image, and together that expressing uh, God's image. But <clears throat> the special relationship that we get to have uh, with a whole lot of different things in the uh, the image of God, but um, uh, part of it is 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 relationship almost as a as a child relationship. Um, you ever notice you look a little little bit like your parents, for better or for worse, or whatever you think about it, right? And, uh, like you look more like your mom or more like your dad. Um, man, when Daphne was born, uh, my first, she came up with this. Uh, you could, just a little bit of hair when she was born, but you could see this like swirl cowlick in the in the front of her head, um, which. Uh, I have, but don't, I'll try to let you see. Um, and like she was born, I was like, man, I didn't know like you could pass that down. <laughs> I was like, sorry, dear. <laughs> but you're my child. Um, and, uh, and there's a way that you love something that's in, that, that's your likeness, right? I, I, like the way that you love uh, your child, there's nothing that you know how to compare it to to, to shape it well enough. This is the way God looks at you. He has created us, humanity, male and female, to be, be like Him. Uh, and when, we, when He looks at us, He sees the glory that He's imparted to us from Himself. We walk around like as, as His representative. There's, there's a responsibility to that, right? Are we, are, we, are we representing Him well in how we live and what we do according to, according to His kick? But there's this relationship of, of love and closeness that God created us uh, uh, to, to know Him, to be in relationship with Him. And, and He gave us this, this rule above the rest of creation um, that, that God placed, uh, blessed, blessed humanity and placed, him, placed us in the rest of creation. As God has represented us in it to, to rule it well uh, for His glory. That's responsibility uh, that we have in it. Um, so you take all the nothing, but, but like, like that's something. Um, that's something that we're, that we're wowed at, we're, that we're amazed um, Amazed with and amazed uh, in. Um, and some of this will, this will come out well, but, um, but also, like, we see that gloriousness out of it, but that's not all. That's what I'm saying, creating for the best. Um, that, that this, there's still a movement toward the best. There's a trajectory to, to what God is doing. That, that starts here, that ends in, ends in Revelation, uh, if you like. like um, right? Like, there's all this darkness, and He, he makes light. Why is there still darkness? It separates the light out from the darkness, called the darkness night and the, the light day. Um, there's, there's still the darkness. Um, you still be out in the dark ocean, you know, somewhere. How scary! Um, right? You're reading Revelation, and there's there's no night there um, because God Himself is is the light, and He is with us constantly. Uh, in Revelation, there's this weird line where it says there's there's no more sea in the new creation when Christ returns. Um, this is what it's talking about. Um, uh, because there's that, that sense of mindset of the, the chaotic dangerousness that you can't just live in the water, right? You can't breathe in the water. Um, but, but here, you have, so there's, this, there's this, I was creating this and setting up the trajectory of everywhere that it's, that it's going to go. Um, the, the best is actually the, the new creation. Uh, the best, even in terms of God's image, uh, is pointing forward to Jesus. 
Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 1, 3 talks about Jesus as being the express image of God's nature, like the exact imprint of it, that he, he fully uh, brings out who God is. John 1 says that we've seen his glory, glory as of the only Son uh, of the Father. Right, where we've, we like, man, it's awesome we get to be in God's image, but how, how well have we reflected in him? Um, in fact, you know, too many pages in the rest of Scripture before you start to see we've, we've rebelled against that. We've said, I'm going to take this and do my own thing with it. I'm going to seek my own glory, not just God. So Jesus has come and been the perfect representative of God in our place. He's been condemned for our failures of it and raised to, raised to our fullness of life, eternal life. And, and he brings us into that, uh, into that fullness of, of rest, and we get to share in that renewed image of God, is the way you know, Ephesians uh, 4, 24 talks about re- renewed in the whole man after the image of our Creator. Uh, Colossians 3.10 talks about that way. In, in Christ, what's happened is we're being, uh, we're being the, the image of God is being renewed in us, uh, sharing in Christ's uh, life. And, uh, God's creating, for, as he steps into the mess, he, he does it well. Um, he does it with success. Uh, he's creating for the best. This whole trajectory of sets up all the rest of Scripture, the whole uh, standpoint, all the rest of history that we live in, uh, from how he's created. And he takes a rebellious uh, people um, and brings us to a perfect place uh, with him. He enters into the mess. He creates uh, for the best. And then these last few verses, uh, in the first three verses of chapter 2, um, he, he finishes with rest. Um, right, all in a, all in a week's worth, all in a week's work, right? Um, in fact, he's got a day left over to sit around and enjoy it. Um, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, the, the, the focus of the passage really gives, it gives a, a heavy emphasis to this last note um, on, on God's rest. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, just the idea of rest is, is fascinating. It's something that you see is very important to God through Scripture. Uh, it's like even one of the Big Ten, right? The Fourth Commandment talks about this day that God rested on and, and blessed for us to, uh, for us also to be resting. Um, but uh, the, the rest for us, I think, it, it tends to elude us, especially when you're in college, right? Like either, either you're staying up because there's a test or a paper or something, or there's just people around and you want to hang out and there's something else to do or another Netflix that came by, and uh, right, like. Um, I never pay attention if anyone's nodding or anything. I've, I've been um, right. We uh, like rest just tends to tend to elude us uh, a little bit. But God is a God who who rests and who He wants us to enjoy that rest, not to rest with Him. That's why it's a command. Like there's other things we'll, we'll we'll go on to say, right? But um, right, like sometimes I think we're, we end up being like more tired after resting. Or having you like you know you try to take the nap, man, like. If I, if I lay down and take a nap, it just doesn't work. If I sit up, I can take, like, the short nap and I feel good. But you take, like, the long afternoon nap and you wake up and you're like, I hate everything. <laughs> I want to bang my head against the wall because that would actually feel better than the way I feel right now. Um, or, uh, or, like, we, we, we rest sometimes that we're, um, uh, um, you know, sometimes, like, because we've got a, got, uh, a lot to do, we say, like, oh, now's a good time to rest. Right? It's like fascinating find other things to do and, uh, even, if you, even if you go to sleep then, we're like, what happens, right? You keep, like, you're dreaming about, like, the stuff that you have to do the whole time. And you wake up and you're like, oh, I do <laughs> I've, like, dreamed about math equations, like, all night long. <sighs> Horrible. Horrible. Um, that's, why, that's why I don't do calculus anymore. Um, 
about that, right? The, the best rest is it's rejuvenating. Um, it feels good. Like, I mean, you, somewhere along the way, you've had that feeling like where you woke up in the morning, maybe you slept as long as you want, whatever. Like, you woke up, birds are chirping outside, the sunshine, you're like, no sounds, you just wanted to wake up, your alarm clock didn't go off, and you're like, I feel good. Here I go, out into the day, right? I'm, I'm rested. That's the way I want to feel. Um, that's what God uh, in, invites us into. That's what God excuses us. But he is, he is, he's worked, he's done the work, he's finished the work, and he's able to, to sit back and enjoy it. He set the trajectory of it, he's continuing to govern the whole trajectory of it. It's not this absent, uh, absent God from it. Um, but he's, he's resting in us and inviting us, in, uh, inviting us uh, into it. He's enjoying it and wanting, wanting us to uh, as well. Um, uh, now I want to contrast that with some of the other ancient Near Eastern things, but you should ask me about that. I can't. I can't talk about that. So I'm um, God, God invites us uh, into His uh, into His um, Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews four talks about it specifically that way. Um, right? I'm not just kind of making this up from Scripture and being like, "Oh, look, see, God's enjoying something, and He wants us to enjoy that too." Uh, Hebrews four talks about. I think it's put in Psalm uh, 95 uh, that, that in, in the disobedience of Israel at a certain point didn't enter into his rest. And says, that rest is the rest that God entered into in, in creation and calls us to still enter into. That Christ is the one who enters into that and that we, sharing in Christ, Christ brings us uh, into it. Um, right? Christ has Christ is entered into it and brings us, uh, brings us into it for eternity. God finished his work. Christ has finished the work of redeeming us. All right, if he's gone to the cross to suffer the penalty of what we've done, and he's been, been raised and sits at the right hand of God, the work being finished. Um, and, the, and the Spirit is, is recreating us uh, and bringing us into this new creation when Christ returns. Right now, a lot of things are a mess. Uh, a lot of things in my life are a mess. Um, there's a God that makes something out of nothing. There's a God that makes glorious things, that steps into it and creates uh, for the best. There's a God who, who, after he's done all these things, is able to sit back and, and enjoy the glory of it, that, that restful feeling, and says, come. I just come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Uh, the rest that God enjoys, that we get to enjoy with Christ, that he uh, brings us into, uh, to enjoy with him this, this beautiful, glorious something, everything that he's made of nothing. From the beginning, what we see is, is something out of nothing. Uh, God's able to make, make something glorious out of, out of our nothing. Um, when it's part of the beauty of the gospel. We get to come empty-handed. Um, and he brings all the glory into it. Um, maybe for you this is, a, this is a beginning to ask a whole lot of questions about that. This Great. Um, that's, a, that's a beginning to ask. Ask those questions. Look into it more. Uh, what, what does it challenge you to think about yourselves? Uh, about ourselves? About God? About our beginning, about the relationship that we get to have from him. Um, but I want you to have heard uh, this, this account of, our, of this awesome God. Uh, this awesome God who can be our God uh, through Christ. 
and that we get to be part of all that he's has done and is doing.